there is something small and difficult to detect that is spreading through everything. It is changing things. It is disrupting things. We cannot escape it. Our futures are bound into it, woven into it, embedded in it, baked into it. It spreads with abandon. If you try to pull it out by the root, it will spill out seeds and spread farther. It is so much a part of everything that is what makes the sun rise. It's what makes the moon pull the seas. It is inextricable to all beauty. A mask will not keep it out. Isolating cannot stop it. A vaccine will not cure it. It is not a new, novel pandemic. It is an ancient one. One that does not bring death and destruction, but life and hope. It is the spread of everything good through God's love. It is the reign and kingdom of God. It is the pattern of death and resurrection. It is the Christ energy it is indestructible love and life of God. And not only is it coming for you, it already has you in its grasp. You are so entwined in it that it is impossible to see where it ends and you begin, beloved child of God. The reign of God that Jesus described in our Matthew passage this morning as the kingdom of God is unstoppable. And I love how Jesus described it because he didn't describe it as unstoppable because it was behind a huge army that was going to bring violently the kingdom. He did not describe it in ways that, that used terminologies of power or influence or fame or popularity. Instead, he used analogies like a noxious weed. Mustard plants are a noxious weed. They spread like wildfire, and they're impossible to get rid of once they take up residence. They're ugly, they're invasive, and if you believe that you've gotten rid of them, wait a week and notice how they start to creep up out of the ground again. He used the noxious weed analogy, and he also used an example of leavened bread. Now, first of all, this leavened bread that he talks of was baked by a woman. And usually anything good in the first century, because women were so devalued, came from a man. So the fact that he described it as baked by a woman is pretty beautiful. But not only that, but she was breaking, baking this bread that was leavened. And that means that it is unholy bread according to the law. Because remember that unleavened bread was what was required in the temple. Leavened bread then was secular bread, daily bread, bread for just any old person to eat. That is how he described the kingdom. He described it as one pearl that was lost in the weeds. As a bunch of fish, good fish and bad fish all together. These analogies are unsettling. But they speak how unstoppable and subversive the kingdom of God is. Where we end, it begins. Where we begin, it begins again. 
It is what sparks life in us and everything. And even if it seems like it's rooted out, wait a week and you'll see it growing back again. Robert Capone wrote a compelling reflection on this text. He wrote, three measures of flour. Three measures of flour for crying out loud. That's 128 cups. That's 16 five pound bags. And when you get done putting it in, the 42 or so cups of waters that you need to make it come together, you've got a little over 101 pounds of dough on your hands. And when Jesus says the whole is leavened, he's not kidding. The lump stands for the whole world, a big old ball of unbaked dough full of yeast. And just as the yeast, once it is in the dough, is so intimate a part of the lump as to be indistinguishable from it, undiscoverable in it, and irretrievable out of it, so the kingdom of God is in the world. So intimate is the yeast to the entire lump, so immediate is the working of the kingdom to every scrap of the world, that there is no way on earth of getting at it or even to it at all. Not for the enemy, not even for the divine baker, and certainly not for any old odd bits of lump like you and me. Truth is, no matter what you or I do, the yeast works anyway. That is the kingdom of God. And this echoes our epistle of the day, that nothing, 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 not ever can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing, not our circumstances, not our past, not our future, not our fears, not our anxiety, not our disbelief, not a face mask, not isolation, not death, not the evils of this world, absolutely nothing. Y'all, we have been in a loop of fear and uncertainty for a long time now. If the global, global pandemic that we're experiencing with the threat to our lives and loved ones and the losses of jobs and the uncertainty wasn't enough, we're in the middle of a painful awakening to systemic racism in our country. And cherry on top, it's an election year. It's too much. There is grief upon grief. The small griefs of losing the chance to see our favorite bands or sports teams this summer or visiting family compound the existential dread of watching the news or losing someone close to us. School probably won't start normally in the fall. We have not worshiped together, communed together, laughed at coffee hour together, or anything else together for four months. We are weary. The stress has reached fever pitch. And yet, somehow in all of this is the yeast of the kingdom. Embedded. Somehow, through all of this, God is working and healing, and the resurrection is already in the works. I pray, my siblings in Christ, that we can rest in this truth, this deep, inextricable truth today, that this leavened secular bread, this broken world, is full of the kingdom, and that even now, nothing can separate us 
from the love of God in Christ Jesus. We are held, we are beloved, we are secure. Amen.